0: Pretty soon it's going to be warm. And if you want to grow more food, maybe enough food to feed your family for a year, or maybe just more food in general, maybe you want to can it, preserve it, freeze it, dry it, eat it fresh, multiple recipes, doesn't matter. These summer warm weather crops are going to be our top picks for multi-use crops right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer.
1: The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste.
0: Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your host Ben in Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country.
1: And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this
0: wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, couple announcements real quick before we get going. One, if you'd like to be a patron... Link is below. Sign up. We'd love to have you. We really would love to have your support. And we're releasing two episodes a month on there for right now. We're releasing the last mini set of the month and an after show, which is the Community Gardens Podcast, where we basically just have a raw conversation about what we've talked about or gardening stuff in general. And then two, we're running a t-shirt sale on spring.com. Link is below in the description. 25% off from now until June 20th, 2022. The code is SPRINGBYG. Get you some gardening gear. Flex. You know what I'm saying? Let's show everybody that we are part of the backyard community, the backyard gardens community and seed giveaways, all that good stuff. So yeah. All right. Summer multi-use crops. So The question is, is this one easier than spring?
1: I'd say yes, it's easier. And just to clarify, we talked about spring. planting things in spring and some of the ones we did last week obviously were harvested in the summer. Um, and so some of this is true for some of my lists for this episode. We're planting them in summer. They are heat loving crops, but the harvest time may vary as far as what season it actually falls into. So that's a hint.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting hint. <laughs> now I'm totally stumped on but so spoiler alert. Or actually, it's not even a spoiler earlier. We don't know what each other's lists are. Yeah, so um, yeah. I actually don't have any extras picked today. So if you pick one of mine, I'm going to have to come up with something on the fly. So that should be interesting. But um, yeah, these are all crops just like last week's episode. If you want to check it out, if you haven't, it's spring multi-use crops. With this one, it's all geared towards warm weather. Uh, we mm-hmm. can use them in multiple ways. We can preserve them in multiple ways. And just like the last one, it's not totally heavy on preserving. So that's Mm -hmm. the big thing. Um, This one, at least on my end, there's going to be more about um, sheer volume of harvest for this one. So, Mm -hmm. which in turn does lead to preserving, but if you want to grow more food, you don't have to have anything about, you know, about preserving. So, Just be aware that we are all about that. We are all about preserving on the Backyard Gardens podcast, but we made these lists kind of with multiple parameters set so Mm -hmm. you don't exclude anything if you don't know or don't want to learn how to can or anything like that. Um, I would say at bare minimum, most people are freezing. And if you're not, you should really start freezing because, I mean, it's as easy as opening a door and putting something in. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times, but it, it just definitely extends it. But it's not a def, it's not a must for this.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big fan of freezing, as you can tell by the layers that I have on <laughs> and the blanket. Um, but, you know, here we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this will help you also plan ahead for mm-hmm, this year too. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've thought about like, oh, you know, the world's going to the hell and we gotta be safe. You know, maybe or you just are really super into gardening like we are and you want to be more productive. Um yeah. the goal here is to make a small garden as productive as a bigger garden. And a small garden or big garden is all subjective to you. It could mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you think a small garden is might not be the same to us or vice versa. But it just definitely there's a way to garden in a small space to get more food out of it. I I feel like. Yeah.
1: Now, do you think that summer is the most popular garden season?
0: Yeah. Because I do. Yeah, Yeah. I for sure do. And so we're going to go. Look, we just need to have this conversation right now. Yes, we're talking about warm weather. And yes, we're going to talk about tomatoes right now, but that is not one that we are going to kind of hone in on separately. So tomatoes it's, are great.
1: It's definitely a um, it's a bonus, if you will. But it's it'd be too easy for either of us to have it as a part of our list of you know combined six. I would right. personally
0: be upset if you were like my first one is
1: tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it but is I on mean, my list, but it's one of my extras just in case. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: seriously, it's like. It's a staple. Mm -hmm. It's production-wise, sheer volume that comes off of it. Um, Mm -hmm. The amount of information out there, too, which is not one we've used for a lot of the other crops so far. Um, You can preserve it in multiple ways. Um, This is one that you can even sun dry. So there's that, too, which, I mean, you don't need anything. You just need to stick it in the sun. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a gimme. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Everybody grows a tomato. Like, I don't even care if you don't even want to grow more food you're probably already growing a tomato so it's kind of like a wasted space in this particular conversation because a lot of times when we talk about vegetables we definitely hone in on tomatoes i mean we give them the glory that they deserve
1: yeah i don't like the language you're using when it comes to wasted space and and tomatoes but you know (laughs) gimme (laughs) gimme is definitely that's it that's appropriate so yeah um Consider that the bonus, but we're going to give you six summer veggies that are absolutely multi-use for a lot of the same reasons. But there's some nuances, I think, even not knowing what's on your list. I know you well enough.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, my list is actually uh, is different than I thought it was going to be because, you know, when we were talking about doing this, ultimately we were going to do them all together and then we separated them and I'm glad that we separated them because it made me think about each season individually. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I realized that like at first I was like, well, spring's going to be really hard. And spring for me was actually easier than summer. Now that may be for two reasons. One may be because I'm currently growing you know my cool weather crops, my spring/ fall crops. Yeah. But the other one too is um, the multi-use section of it is what's tricky. Mm -hmm. For me, it's, Mm -hmm. is it, you know, the diversity, I mean, here goes that word again, diversity trigger word for us. Um, You know, the diversity that you can get out of each crop wasn't what I expected it to be.
1: Hmm. Are you, it feels like there's a summary of the show and we haven't gotten on to the, like, I have a lot of thoughts around that, but I want to wait to hear what's on your list before I can
0: say it. Yeah. We'll come back Mm -hmm. after the recipe of the day. The recipe of the day. And uh, we'll, we'll give Closing a summary. Closing remarks. Yeah. But I just wanted to definitely say that ahead of time, because I think, you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh, well, this is going to be super easy. If you really break it down and think about it, um, it's, it's not as easy. And also that these subjects are important to talk about separately. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I could just say if I had one answer, your cooking style differs from season to season.
0: Right. There it mm-hmm. is. I'm, damn, I didn't even think about that. Damn, it, Batavia it just, came just dropped to me and the I was, mic.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, listen, I, I've really, really worked hard to get this set up, so I'm not going to take this mic off, but just to, you know, imagine that I did.
0: All right, look, let's, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go over our six-ish, again, six-ish, mm-hmm. uh, multi-use crops for warm weather, or as we like to call them, summer. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.
0: All right, Miss Batavia, you go first today. Ladies first.
1: Yeah. Uh, sweet peppers.
0: Ah, oh, see? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I thought when I was making this list, could I include just make it general and peppers? And I said, you know, no, no, I'm going to focus it on a particular like kind of group of peppers instead of just saying peppers in general, which would include hot peppers. That's also giving you some room to add that to your list if you have to. Um, so sweet peppers, I think is um, multi-use and I'm not going to give any spoilers from last week's episode. So I'm not going to compare to what we talked about last week you got to listen to that episode Um, but sweet peppers for sure um, can be eaten fresh which is one of our kind of considerations it can be cooked it definitely can be and i don't think i think it's helpful to have this these lists and these veggies um and considering the multi-use without preserving but it's a bonus if you can preserve them and you can absolutely for sweet peppers preserve them Um, sweet peppers are, for me, my experience, it's a vegetable that is much more enjoyable from your garden, almost exclusively, like all peppers that I've grown for sweet peppers have been better in the garden than they have been um, you know, from the grocery store. Um, I am actually set out to freeze more this year than I have in the past. Um, I cook with them much more often. I think when I grow them, just based on the expense of it. Um, So that's key. I think that they can um, be like the centerpiece of the meal or they can be added to the meal. So things like stuffed peppers is a great dish. And that basically, again, is the centerpiece of it. Um, You can obviously slice it, add it to salads. Um, You can broil it pull the skin off of it and it tastes a lot a lot different than it would if you just sauteed it which is another way to consume it um you definitely can um preserve it whether it's hot water bath if you're using kind of a pickled version or if you want to use um so that's more like a um what's the other pressure canned does yeah. the other pressure canning can. work yeah pressure canned um, i think that Generally, for me, I feel like it's an easy plant to grow. Like once you get it out into your garden, uh, readily available. I think that there are a million and one varieties. So if you've grown a pepper you don't like, try to grow another one because chances are you'll like that one. Yeah. Um, so
0: I haven't. Um, I'm leading off with sweet peppers. I haven't canned them yet successfully. I was. I wanted to do roasted red peppers last year, but I didn't <laughs> really get around to it. Um, and spoiler alert: I don't have hot peppers on my list at all and that was oh. one that I thought about but yeah, yeah. my thing was when I when I started to break it down it was a hot pepper is more or less a condiment it's a side mm-hmm. it's an mm-hmm. addition um, you can do multiple things with it but I wouldn't sit down and eat a plate of hot peppers for nutritional value Yeah. so that was yeah. kind of my issue with hot peppers um, but it was definitely like when I first when I closed my eyes and thought about it that was the first one that popped into my mind yeah
1: A pepper sauce, meaning like uh, the equivalent to a tomato sauce, is absolutely a thing. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite summer recipes, um, and it is um, tomatoes, peppers, sweet peppers, um, and a bit of oil as well as some garlic. So it's a roasted garlic uh, pepper sauce. By far my favorite kind of production from the summer Um, you can freeze it if you want you don't have to but every time i cook it up i basically have bread on standby and i end up cleaning the food processor with the bread yeah it's just that good you know so and again it's probably about hand in hand the amount of tomatoes you'd use in addition to the number of peppers you'd use so right
0: yeah and production wise on a plant per plant it can be hit or miss that's Mm -hmm. where the testing the varieties really help And I would, if I could make a suggestion, I would say steer away from your bell peppers and really find something that, you know, a different variety that has the same flavor, but would just, you know, it's more productive. And they're clearly labeled like high yielding or something like that.
1: Yeah. I'm not ready to say steer away from it, but I am ready to say be open to it because um, the kind of. From seed to harvest time for your true bale peppers can be longer versus some of the sweet varieties that you can, yeah. you know, get to harvest much sooner. Um, you know, the green pepper versus uh, a pepper that's actually fully ripe and is the color that it is intended to be, you know, that actually absolutely is a part of it being multi-use in my mind. Um, color to the plate. I know, again, these aren't kind of, I'm making this part up as I go along, but that's important, I think. You know, a lot of us are visual eaters. So, um, peppers allow you to do that. It is. Add some color to your plate.
0: There it is. Pepper, sweet peppers, that is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So, I'm going to go, I'm going to open up with my mega one. And this is going to be super, I mean, in the gardening world, this may be the most controversial thing that you've heard in a long time, Mm -hmm. especially coming from my mouth. um, and I'm going to lump this into a group, okay? I'm going to lump this into a group. So don't hate the player, just hate the game. Oh, Here we go. Uh, <laughs> 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 Herbs. Herbs in general. Mm. Having a small herb garden. Um, very small footprint will literally change your food forever. I'm telling you, it will change everything. And if you've ever grown basil, you know what I'm talking about. But instead of just growing basil... Throw in some rosemary, throw in some mint if you if you can contain it that is, throw in some sage, throw in some bay leaves, thyme, all these different things because not only can you eat them fresh, but you can you also are going to dry them. I'm just I'm not even going to suggest I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're gonna you're gonna dry <laughs> them, and I mean the thing is is you can take what I used to do is I used to go to the store and I'd buy spices. You can get them for like, I'd go to like a discount store and get them for like 25 cents and I'd Mm -hmm. dump the spices out and then put my own herbs in them. And once you start cooking with that, it changes every single meal that it touches. It's just the Mm -hmm. ultimate diversity in your, your plate um, drying them, everything like that. I mean, you can take, you can, um, you could take a potato Mm-hmm. a potato and use each one of those herbs that I mentioned earlier separately. And each time it'll feel like you're eating a different meal. That's how important that is to me. So, you know, and it, when you break down time, you can get lemon time, you can get regular time, mm-hmm. you can get time. And if you can get time that a creeping time that grows as a ground cover and whenever you step on it, you smell it. So there's that aspect as well. Um, yeah. Lavender is another good one. Lavender, not only will it is it pretty, it smells good, it's relaxing. You can make a tea out of it. You can also put it around your garden, and it will keep the deer out of your garden. It'll help deter them because they won't walk through it. Because if the deer walk through it, they'll get the scent on them, and then they're scared that the predators can smell them, and it'll, they'll attack them. So you can do, do that. Um, chamomile, it's a flower. You grow it. You can have teas out of it. Uh, there's all kinds of medicinal properties for that. So like this in general, like you can take <clears throat> a two by two square foot and cram all of these in there, or you can intersperse them throughout your garden in different places and ways. And they're going to be amazing. And rosemary is a perennial; it comes back year after year. And uh, time is too. Actually, I grew time up north. It got down to seven below zero, and that it came Mm. back the next year. So that's you know, I mean, plant it once and forget it. You know what I mean? So so go ahead. There's a
1: part of me that's frustrated because it's it wasn't on my list. There's a part of me that's like, and it's only because I think it wasn't on my list. I'm like, really? Are you just going to go with all herbs? Right. But Then there's a third part of me that says, like, you couldn't just select one. So you got to kind of like, it would have been a miss if we walked away from this episode without mentioning herbs. So good job. I wish it were me instead of you. Dude, I (laughs) I use
0: that moment to stand on my soapbox to tell you if you're just now starting a garden, you should start with an herb garden.
1: Yeah. And wait, yeah, let so, me
0: let me add one more thing into. If uh-huh. you abuse your herbs, they and when I say abuse, you don't fertilize, you don't water as often, they will be more pungent and more flavorful too. So, I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, there um I have thyme, um sage, Parsley. There's one more herb that I put all into a 10 gallon grow bag, grew it last year, um, brought it inside. So I'm in zone six. I'm in Chicago, Illinois. So we definitely get zero degrees, you know, Fahrenheit below zero weather. Um, and so I'm pretty sure some of those herbs would have come back if I would have left it. But I wanted to continue to use those herbs kind of over the winter. So I brought it inside. It's in my house now, you know, yeah. and I have plans on taking the whole container back outside um so i've had the experience of rosemary coming back just fine lord knows mint you, know, like, you can't beat back mint uh no. so i got it just you know i think last episode i did say that i'm not a jealous person but i didn't know that in this episode you would like come out of the gate
0: with mint right? so, well and just so you know or i should say herbs rather we're going to be doing a series um on Tuesdays coming up about medicinal properties at some point and that's going to talk about a lot of these Um, we're not doctors just forewarning you but this is through experience and ed- education and research. but In a case lot of, you
1: thought we were doctors. Yeah, let's, let's I mean, clearly.
0: <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is there's so many multi-use with a fresh herb and even the dried herb afterwards that mm-hmm, you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do break that down, I think people are going to be surprised on what some of these things do. And more than likely, you have something growing in your garden now that you didn't even know you could use. Yeah. And a lot of herbs are forgiving as well, back to the whole abuse of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. All right. So I
1: yeah, I'm going to come in with this one and be proud and not ashamed since you're (laughs) using all of herbs. Uh, So the third one in our list is because it's now our list collectively. I'm taking credit for the good ones. Yeah. Um, Sweet Potatoes. Which should I say, sweet potatoes? I don't know. Well, we'll see if that, I don't know if that really rolls off the tongue. So I could probably just say there are like six episodes at the top of this year, the recipe of the day had sweet potatoes in it. So that alone <laughs> should say that it absolutely is a, you know, multi use crop. Um, we are basically working on our sweet potato slips now. Right. So we're yeah. in March, Ben and I are. It definitely is a plant that is sensitive. So you want to plant it when it's hot, when the weather is really warmed up. Um, and this is the throwback to um, it's going to be harvested. I've grown them. This is the third year coming up. And I've harvested them each year prior once we get into fall. Yeah. Right. You know, it's a hundred day crop easily. Right. Um, but I mean, the rundown, clearly my favorite sweet potato pie, sweet potato casserole. You can do sweet potatoes like a baked potato like you would. Uh, you can add it to chilies. Um, you can do I mean, I don't want to just go through all the recipes that we did. Um, you can absolutely uh, preserve it with, you know. Uh, canning if you want there's a long pressure canning time that's one you do want to pressure can for safety Um, I all the time mix up sweet potatoes as like a sweet potato pie filling and I freeze that and I've forgotten that from my grandmother used to do that all the time. She actually used to make up the sweet potato pie, like Thanksgiving sweet potato pies, freeze a couple, you know, um, don't cook them even freeze a couple and then pull them out Um, for Christmas. Sometimes she does cook all of them and put them in a freezer and pull them out. Uh, So it absolutely is something that which I can appreciate can also be used as baking. In addition to kind of just your general, it's a part of your meal. Uh, sweet potato fries, you know, hash browns, right? So this is a um, veggie that you could use in similar ways as your regular white potato, um, but an absolutely different taste, right? You know, so texture may be similar, but the taste is absolutely different. Um, and it truly is a sweet potato. So... so-
0: this I knew I took this off my list Because I knew You were going to steal it from me I knew it Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um, But I had a whole spiel prepared
1: Okay So well, I here s- This is your time Take the I, mic
0: I got to say I got to say my thing um, First of all Why would you can a sweet potato Because they store In the You know mm. In the cupboard For Basically a year Yeah Every bit of a year They'll stay fresh As long as you keep it Cool and dry um, And when I say cool and dry Just away from your heat You know Your heating vents yeah. And stuff But nutritionally, Mm -hmm. it's a totally different animal than potatoes. They
1: absolutely superior. Yeah, Mm it's
0: superior. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a good term because and flavor profile as well. Because one, um, it has way more fiber in it, which is very important. Mm -hmm. It's I believe it's a little bit lower in carb, but usually sweet potatoes are bigger, so that's kind of you know mixed. And then. You use them in desserts. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you use them in desserts. We haven't talked about very many things that go in desserts. I mean, you have an entire pie made from sweet potatoes. Can we just (laughs) think about that that for a second? You know what I mean? You can actually
1: juice sweet potatoes too. And it's delicious. Taking the the raw sweet potato and juicing it as well. Yeah. Uh, Sweet potato,
0: carrot, apple, cinnamon. Juice it. Try it, Ugh. love it, live it. I'm telling I you. I didn't
1: have a moment where I've craved a juice. Uh, so I, and thank you for picking that piece up because I forgot to mention the storage time. Yeah. The sweet potato slips that I've, I'm working with now are from my sweet potato harvest.
0: Yeah, mine so, too. So,
1: you know, I've not, I've not been able to hold on to sweet potatoes. I've eaten them too fast to say, you know, that they actually hold for a full year. But I harvested them in October and the sweet potatoes are absolutely just fine in February when I started the slips and in March where we are now. And it was really hard because the sweet potatoes were so beautiful for me to take some and, and start slips with them. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's that. Um, you know, I,
0: I did, I grew, Um, I've grown sweet potatoes for three years now and I've hammered it out. I've got it figured out now. Mm-hmm. Um, in a four by eight bed, I average about 40 pounds of sweet potatoes out of a four by eight bed. Yeah. There's that's that. Good. You know, that's, I mean, yeah. and you can even saute the leaves if you wanted. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just not my thing. But uh, 40 pounds of sweet potatoes and a four-by-eight bed. Just think about that, too, because that's that's intense.
1: And it's a a beautiful plant. I know it's just leaves, but it's beautiful.
0: They got a good purple Um, flower on them.
1: Yeah, well, even the leaves when it comes to like kind of your landscape and, and the trailing and the um, the vining yeah. leaves and all. I think it's pretty cool. I can't talk about sweet potatoes like in my YouTube videos without someone commenting around, you know, cooking the leaves. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I'm glad you brought that up as well. Yeah, it's like a secret um, hack
0: that I don't care to try. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I always have the intention of trying it, but then I never get to it. So. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to go for another one, and in a perfect world, this is the best multi-use crop. One of the best. Uh Okay. Uh, Zucchini. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you can get Mm -hmm. away from the little bastard, a.k.a. the squash vine boar, you notice which one I said first. Um, (laughs) It's an amazing vegetable. It's very prolific. It's um, delicious, first of all. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. eat it raw. You can cook it. You can bake with it. So, um, you can also freeze it and what we do is we'll take it and we'll grate it up and we'll freeze it in little packets ready to make zucchini bread, or we'll just make a zucchini bread and freeze it whole. Mm-hmm. But when we, what we found is by grading it up ahead of time and like in portions for zucchini breads and put it a safe space in our freezer. And I mean, look, we have a rule in our house. Anytime we bake bread, you always eat a piece fresh. I don't care what you've just done. <laughs> You always eat a fresh piece with some butter on it. Mm, good night. But it's another one of those things where you can, you know, especially if you have children, you can kind of sneak in a vegetable on them, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. as he's sitting there and he's like, this is so good. And he's stuffing his face with, them. I'm like, yeah, that had zucchini in you know, it. What? And then the next thing you know is, can we have zucchini tonight? So yeah. it's all these different yeah. ways. And we actually take and we spiralize it and make raw noodles with it. It's a really light mm-hmm. meal to have. Um, The only downside, and I've really struggled with putting this one on, is the squash vine borer. It is a bitch. And there's Mm -hmm. no other word to say about it. Or there is one other word, but I'll leave that one out. Um, (laughs) It it really can just decimate you. There's got to be a way around it. And I still haven't figured it out. But um, other than covering, which that's on the list for this year. But I think just getting it, you know, getting these plants happy and getting them in early you can still get a harvest off of them and then you can prepare them that way um and when i say you can eat them raw you can eat them in a multiple ways raw yeah. not just like you know a lot of times you'll get something you'll be like oh well i'll put it in a salad okay mm. well that's good you know whatever but think outside the box you know we'll eat them like cucumbers sometimes and just sprinkle salt and pepper on them or you know real
1: zucchini man grilled oh.
0: yeah Oh my goodness, yeah. A little bit of oil
1: or a little bit of butter with some seasoning. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and so I was going to put squash on there too, like yellow squash. I don't know if you have that on yours.
1: No, but I was actually looking at squash as kind of a whole, including zucchini when you said it. Yeah,
0: but I wanted to separate them because squash Mm -hmm. isn't as versatile. Mm -hmm. I would never Mm -hmm. make squash Mm -hmm. bread, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I only know a couple ways to eat squash. Is why I don't really grow yellow squash much, because I just get tired of eating it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these are the, you know, I think zucchini, if you can get away from the squash vine borer, this is a big one. And it's, and it's simply why every year I try to grow zucchini, no matter what. I will always try, because it is so multi-use and versatile. And the other thing, too, is it's a fast grower, so you can get it in and out. Yeah yep that's the other thing yep. you can su- section, su- session, secession, succession all day long. man I can't say that word today at all
1: <laughs> my uh, grandmother um, when she kind of tying in the baking piece of this and the, the bread and having the first slice she used to make a tester for sweet potatoes like the pies so she'd make your, her pies but she'd have like a little cast iron skillet like it's almost like single serving and so she'd pour the mixture into that And it really, it wasn't like tested to make sure it's okay. It was the, I'm going to give you this so you don't cut into my good pie before the holiday. Uh, But I've picked that up when it comes to, like when I've made zucchini bread, I'll make a little bitty serving of it, you know? So there's the loaf and then there's a little bitty serving that I'll have for myself as well. Um, Actually, I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to zucchini for that purpose. I thought about it and I left it off of my list. Um, And maybe it's just that I begrudge The difficulties I've had with growing it as of late. Um, I had to
0: look away. I had to just kind of look away from it. Um, So, you know how you're talking about your. So, first of all, your grandmother is amazing for doing that for you. She
1: was brilliant, man.
0: Because, um, (laughs) you know, look, I know that the man did some bad stuff, but we watched the Cosby show from time to time. Uh And there's an episode where Claire bakes a cake and then he goes through and he cuts the middle out of the cake. (laughs) And then stuffs it with a paper towel and ices over it. And uh, Kelly is always like, she's so scared I'm going to do it. And one day I will do it. I'm telling you, I will do it. (laughs) But she is so scared that I'm going to cut the middle out of the cake. She can't stand it. That's so funny. So we'll like, there'll be a cake sitting, she'll be like, Did you cosby it? That's what she (laughs) says. (laughs) But.
1: Uh so um this one and I felt like when you came with herbs, I started like re- rehashing my list in my head, but I'm just gonna stick with what I have. Uh so green beans is my last one, I think. And we're gonna have- we have some honorable mentions.
0: You stole mine
1: yeah, wait. Do you have one more? Yeah, because I went first. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, good luck. Uh so green beans, one, it's an honorable mention for you. Like it's a nod to you, I should say. But it's also a nod to the way that I was brought up. Like that was a core vegetable growing up. Yeah. Um, and I had never had a be- like a green bean casserole or anything. You uh, haven't? I have never had it like growing up. You know, oh, so but focus- you have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I've I was about enjoyed to send it. You, I was
0: about to go to UPS. Be like, hold up.
1: <laughs> uh, so potatoes with some green beans in them, some boiled potatoes with the green beans. Um, mm. Any kind of soup that you have, green beans. Green beans as a side, uh, fresh green beans that are sautéed versus because I'll cook the nutrients out of a. a a dish in a minute don't get me wrong now you know yeah um but fresh green beans that are sauteed with a little bit of oil or water sauteed if you want with a little bit of seasoning and the key is fresh right so out of my garden versus you know it being on some truck and in some store for however long um i have not preserved green beans because i'm still trying to work up towards you know uh pressure canning and that's the way you need to preserve those um and while i don't I didn't do it last year, but I have done it in the past. I absolutely freeze green beans, Um, you know, so that's a storing method, a preserving method. Um, I think that... There's something about green beans that's similar to tomatoes to me. It kind of like they belong in your garden. So, they're obviously, I'm talking about green beans from the bush variety to like your pole beans. I'm grouping all of that into the same bucket.
0: Yeah. Um, Even though I when hate it comes to green beans. Bush, green beans, bush beans. I hate them.
1: Well, you hate the plant, don't you? I do hate you the don't plant. Necessarily. Yeah, no, you don't hate The, 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 the actual vegetable. vegetable
0: is the exact same. I mean, there's no yeah, difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one word about green beans. Prolific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you want to talk like there's honestly, there's almost no need to preserve them because you're just going to eat so many of them that you're just going to explode. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, so we at our house, we actually can our green beans in two different sizes. We do um, the big jars, are the casserole cans. And then the little jars or the half size jars, which I don't know the sizes of them um, mm-hmm. off the top of my head. But those are dinner green beans. That's how much that yeah. we value green beans in our in our family. And the reason why I didn't want to bring it up, though, is because I feel like it, it's it can be very preserving heavy. Simply mm-hmm. for me, because I don't like frozen green beans. I only eat them canned. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't really feel ultimately very comfortable i'm glad you used it because i do have a backup
1: yeah did you put uh do you put them in your soups and your stews and whatnot or no
0: oh yeah i use them in everything i mean we eat them you can we eat about one or two cans a week we make green bean casserole and then if i'm making a soup like and i need a vegetable like i'll always and that is one way that i will use frozen green beans is i'll put them in a soup
1: yeah, exactly. And there's dehydrating, you know. So, again, yeah. I'm OK with leaning into the um, preserving of these foods. I'm so glad that she brought up how prolific it is. I think that's really significant because, again, we're still in the Grow More series, right? What are you going to get the biggest bang for your buck in? And, you know, this is absolutely green beans are absolutely one of those vegetables. I um, I was reminded how good fresh sauteed green beans were with our last year's, you know, August challenge or eating challenge. Um, It was something that I absolutely had in the garden and it was absolutely one of the things I enjoyed the most out of those meals. Um, And I mean, all of my long years I've been eating green beans, but I was really reminded of, these are like really good though. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they are good. And I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Last year I had my green beans in um, two four foot sections and out of Mm -hmm. one four foot section, I'd get about a three to four gallon bucket a week. Yeah, uh, that's wild. So that's how much I got out of it. Now, I don't grow green beans anymore. I grow purple beans.
1: There oh, is. well, yeah. i graduated. And it's simply <laughs>
0: because they're easier for me to see. So when I go to grab them, mm-hmm. I can see them. They stick out. They contrast with the, uh, the foliage. The but leaves, yeah. Green beans are a solid uh, choice, Batavia.
1: It's funny because... There's so many of them where you actually have to come up with a strategy to, you know, not leave any green beans behind you know, like or to leave as few behind because there's some beans that get away from me every single year. That's just how it happens.
0: And this is one, too, that is um, an excellent one for beginner seed savers where you don't even have to make an mm-hmm. effort to save the seed. Yeah. All you got to do is be lazy and you're going to get seed. I mean, I've got tons of green bean seeds or purple mm-hmm. beans this year. Mm-hmm. And I have green beans left from the year before. I mean, it just, it happens. And I every time I go out there, I'm like, oh, it's so I'm like, oh, I just leave it on there. You know, it's just an added benefit. You know, you only have to buy green yeah, beans for sure. once. So I, I give you're it here. a thumbs up, obviously, because I picked that one too. <laughs> 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 so my um, my one backup is going to be butternut squash or winter squashes, no. anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's, and the reason why is because I had one year, I'm sure if you've been listening to this for a while, you know, and you're like, here we go. But if you're new to the show one year, I had, uh, this was two years ago. I had a butternut squash grow out of my compost pile. And I let it grow wild. Didn't stop it at all. And I got 30, some squash. I don't remember the exact number now, but I got a pile of butternut squash off of them. And a year to the day from the last harvest, I ate my last one. A mm-hmm. year to the mm-hmm. day of my last harvest, I ate my last one. So just consider that for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of um, that's a lot of storage time. And I mean, I literally just picked it and stuck it in there. I didn't have to do anything else to it. And that right there says a lot because there's, I mean, there's no preserving method at all. It's just storage, long-term storage. It's prolific. Um, It is generally, I'm not going to say it is, is generally revered as squash vine borer resistant, even though I've had issues with it in the past. But that is something that is, uh, you know, an option. Um, You can cook it. You can bake it you can, um, when I say bake it, you can use it in desserts. You can obviously bake it and roast it. Um, I would not, not, I have not had it raw yet. Does not mean I'm not open to it. I don't think it would be very good raw though. But we have a multiple multitude of recipes that we use the butternut squash for. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, I think it's a good contender. And when I say butternut squash, I mean your butternut squash, your winter squashes, yeah, all of the squashes that are not your yellows or your zucchinis. Um, the spaghetti squash is different, so I am not including that in this for the record. I am not including it because it is a very specific texture that may mm-hmm. not be good for you know a majority of recipes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And then there's also the seeds in a lot of those winter squashes can be yeah. roasted. Um, yeah, they can so be roasted F- and they're
0: easily saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Easily you know what? saved. Uh it's a nice uh rebound from me stilling um your green beans. <laughs> so yeah. and and it's um again, one of those that we plant in the early part of summer. Um oh. my issue has been more around um Powdery mildew for those, um, but you're a spot on when it comes to being prolific, um, and I think that you know after it's cured, it has such a stable shelf life, right? You know, and that's again, it's key when you're thinking about the multiple things you're pulling out of your garden. Everything isn't going to be ready right now. You know, yeah. like you're not going to be ready for everything right now, um, and even with the idea of things being preserved in ver- you know various ways you want some kind of like no work veggies as well you know so once you've completed that curing process leave it in your cabinet or in your shelf and eat it as you need it you know so yeah
0: yeah um I was trying to I had, filling
1: as well. I mean, I, I, just, I mean, this isn't one of my, it's not on my column list, but I mean, I think it's really filling and it absolutely can be used as a centerpiece for a dish as well.
0: Yeah, I've used it. Um, there's a couple recipes where we use, I mean, my favorite way to eat it is I cut it in half, I wrap it in tinfoil and I put it on the grill and just roast mm-hmm. it in there. And I mean, I love it that way. I don't even put butter in it because it's, it's the other thing too, is it's, it's like a sweet potato. It's naturally sweet.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: very, um, it's, I mean, it's it's basically a cousin to the sweet potato in a sense of nutritionally. So everything that we said about that would be the same. So it's very nutritionally dense and it is, it is very filling. And I mean, you can take a half of a, you know, you can take one butternut squash and feed a family of, you know, of four healthy portions of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for so sure. That's, that's really important. I think anybody out there that has baked with it, like made desserts, um, chime in s- someplace or send us an email at backyardgardenstv.com. And um, I would like to know what you and we'll, we'll, you know what? We'll even share your recipe because I would like to know. Damn it. I'm not even going to Google it. I'm just going to wait for you. So <laughs>
1: It's all depending on you.
0: Yeah. It's all on your shoulders. Um, so here we go. Look, let's do this. Let's go to um, Batavia today is going to give you the recipe of the day. And then we're going to come back and do some good old fashioned honorable mentions. This episode is proudly sponsored by The Garden We Share from North South Books. It's an inspiring new picture book written by Zoe Tucker and illustrated by Juliana Sweeney, the number one New York Times best-selling illustrator of We Are the Gardeners by Joanna Gaines. This beautiful book celebrates the friendship between a young girl and an elderly woman as they plant seeds in a community garden alongside friends and neighbors waiting for the seeds to flower. A great gift for all ages on sale spring 2022 at a bookstore near you or online. Please visit northsouth.com for more information. To everything there is a season in this beautiful book about treasured memories and gardening.
1: Okay, so this is a recipe I've given before, but dang it, I forgot it was my recipe of the day. And uh, here we are. But it, it's inspirational in that because you're listening to this for the first time in March, I want you to consider this as you think about what you're growing for summer. Um, so I don't remember the name of it, um, but it's a, I think it originates from Martha Stewart as a recipe. Um, it is more of a bake. So you have your ingredients are eggplant, Zucchini tomatoes, right? So you're layering it like you layer a lasagna. Um, and I'm gonna go with I'm gonna pretend that it's zucchini first because that seems about right. Um, you are going to so this is like a sliced zucchini, you could do a diagonal or like in chips, but you'll layer your casserole dish with uh the zucchini you would put a layer of sliced tomatoes, Um, you'd put a layer of eggplant, you're salting this as you go along, and you're going to feel like you've added too much salt, but that's okay. Add more. And then you repeat that. Um, And I remember giving this recipe before and the suggestion was to add cheese, but I'm still not doing it. Um, But you're going to probably create in like a nine by 13, like two layers of each of these vegetables. Uh, In addition to your salt, you can season it with I'd say like an Italian style seasoning. You're going to put it into the oven and this is more of roasting. So it's going to be like... Um 400 degrees 375 400 degrees until it starts to get bubbly the way that you want um i kind of serve this as a side i've eaten it as also kind of the main dish with a side salad as well i'm cooking it until like all of the ends get kind of like crispy like a little bit brown because that's the way that i like it and remember the tomatoes are in there so it's going to create that kind of liquid um and it's going to soften all those other vegetables along with it so we made up a name for it the first time I gave the recipe, and I don't remember it. But let's look at it as a veggie bake. That's what we're going with today.
0: Veggie bake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it like a sheet pan bake?
1: Uh, no. It's gonna be in a casserole dish.
0: Oh, the casserole dish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. uh, the sheet pan bakes are. I'm. Um, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. We have yet to give one of those recipes. I think.
1: Oh, like when you're cooking multiple uh, vegetables yeah. like on this one sheet pan.
0: You're right, we haven't.
1: Look at me giving the same recipe and we have a whole genre of recipes we haven't even tapped into.
0: A very important genre as well. I don't think genre is the right
1: word, but I like it.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. It sounds good. (laughs) Hey, look, we can say what we want.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Kind of. Who's gonna tell us otherwise? Leonard?
0: Nah. Yeah. Um maybe I'll put the cheese in it this time when I make it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. It gets cheese. It feels like maybe onions
1: went in it too, or maybe it should.
0: Onions go in everything. We've established that.
1: Yeah, clearly they should if they aren't already.
0: Onions established and everything. Okay, honorable mention. Um, Go ahead, Batavia.
1: I don't know that I have any off the top of my head.
0: Oh, you don't do you? No, I don't think so. I've got two. Okay. So one would be chard. Chard is a green that tolerates very well hot temperatures um now why is that important because there's not a whole lot of multi-uses for chard but what's important about chard is you can eat it in the summer as a green when time is very hard to come up with Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i remember last year I had, um, I had left a chart in my garden, and it grew, and it grew, and I was like, oh, cool. And it was in the middle, it was August in, in North Carolina heat, so it was over the, in the 90s, and we were doing the diversity challenge, and I only had one plant, and the couple days that I ate it, it was the best thing ever, yeah. because I was like, damn. So the challenge was that we could only eat lunches out of our garden for a month. And what we learned is that it just wasn't diverse enough. And yeah. the chard was really what made it for me. So any kind of green that I can grow in the summertime is clutch because you go through a period where you don't have any greens at all.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So And chard does have it's not as uh, neutral as lettuce. So, I mean, yeah. it definitely does have a flavor profile, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely give that. The nod for an honorable mention. I actually did come up with one, um, and I'm not going to go into all the reasons why. um, Corn. I mean, that's what I got, corn. So obviously, yeah, so, obviously, mean, yeah. so you, can eat, yeah, you can eat it fresh, right? Uh, Straight off the cob, you know, you can eat it as corn on the cob. Um, you can eat it re- as regular a boil. It can go into soups, you know. Um, it can go into all kinds of kind of hot dishes like ramen, I'm a big fan of it. It can go in fresh into a salad. Um, I have a recipe that I use that I'm not crazy about, but I can't let go and I have to figure out how to enjoy it. I did a kind of a corn salad um but it's vinegar based you know a lot of my water bathing is vinegar based and it's not the flavor i was looking for um but yeah i mean obviously you could freeze it if you want um cooked and then f- freeze it um yeah. so
0: it doesn't store good enough for me to be on the main list though I think it's, it's okay. honorable mention is a good spot for it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, um, I think there's a I think there's the quantity piece of it. I think the growing conditions you have to create for in the quantity that you'd really need to create um, for it. That's the reason why I wasn't on my main list. Yeah, um, kind of the space that it requires. Um, I think it's a nice like, I'm trying to figure out, I think I had a couple of ears of corn in our August challenge. And again, it just made something that was different. But if I was, like, growing a whole row of corn, we'd be talking about a different kind of
0: situation here.
1: You know? Yeah, so.
0: and it doesn't have the nutritional value either, I think, to really um, stand alone on its own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a hated vegetable.
0: Yeah, but I have some delicious. notes and...
1: Yeah, some notes in one of my um, doctor's visits over the last years that <sighs> commented on some things Don't that I need to eliminate. Um, <laughs> I'm still looking for a new doctor based on that. No.
0: <laughs> Welcome to age.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. luckily, How-
0: we're doctors, so we're good. You, you, I yeah, will right? prescribe you a diet.
1: <laughs> Look, only on this podcast. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You had one more, though, for an honorable yeah. oh, mention. And for
0: the record, I'm not a doctor. Um, uh, Black Eyed Peas
1: or Mm -hmm. cow peas
0: okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i know they're not the most diverse in the world but hear me out you grow them you let them i mean if you want to learn how to save seeds this is another one where like you have to do it like you're going to save seed you let it go on the plant until it dries up and then you harvest it you shell it and you stick it in a bag and it's protein carbohydrates fiber all in one easy to grow Loves the heat, very prolific. I grew them last year and I'm doubling to tripling the amount I grow this year. So, um, I grew one eight foot row last year and I got one pound of peas. Um, you know, which when you break it down, I was talking to to my wife about it, like, yeah, it's not really that much. But then we started, I started thinking about it, I was like, you know what, though, if we ate like we were supposed to, that would be enough for you know 10 to 15 (laughs) meals. You know, where you're just using them as a side or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're so easy to grow. You don't do anything to them.
1: You know, you don't need to
0: worry about freezing them or canning them or drying them. They're going to do it all on the vine. And then when you want to grow more, you can just grab some out of that bag you saved and you can grow them straight from there.
1: Yeah, my favorite way for... um Cow peas or black eyed peas is the way that I commonly refer to them is your traditional, more of like, it's the meal, right? Um, But you can, and they're they're the cold, like after the beans are cooked, peas are cooked, there's the cold salad you can serve as for black eyed peas. Uh, I'm a fan of them. And only because you brought up black eyed peas, I'm going, now this is controversial. I'm going to bring up my last honorable mention. And it's only an honorable mention based on the disdain that 50% of the world has for it. You probably know where I'm going based on that. Okra. Pickled okra. Delicious. Had it for the first time last year. Can't believe I've not had it before that. Roasted okra. Delicious. Had it for these last few years. Must have, right? For all those that don't like it for reasons I probably understand why. Roasted okra is the way to go. Fried okra, right? Come on, somebody! And then my favorite way is your traditional boiled okra, which I would have with my black-eyed peas. Um, And probably, again, the most troublesome uh, way to prepare it for most people. So,
0: I will allow it. And the only reason why I will allow it is because it's in the honorable mentions at the end, the very last one, because it's prolific and fried okra is just damn delicious. But... The reason why I can really allow it is because you only need one plant. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, you don't need a row of corn or a trellis of peas or four tomato plants or a two by two foot herb garden. You need one plant to get plenty to eat. I think that's why I, I give it a spot. I'll give it a spot on there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I liked the idea that you believe um that it matters whether or not you you're going to allow it. <laughs> I, I like that. I, I I can appreciate that. Um I am the one trying that to gave to con- me the go.
0: I don't know what you're talking yeah. about.
1: <laughs> I am trying to convert one listener at a time into being an okra enjoyer. And then if I could get like five percent of people becoming an okra lover, like my journey here is done. So I think That's you just I'm need saying. to grow
0: it. I think it's one of those things that if you grow it, it's so prolific, you will learn how to love it fast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I believe. I honestly believe that.
1: If you don't have any issues with the texture, uh, fresh okra, there is a salad, and I'm not going to give that recipe. But I mean, it. I've listed like f- six ways to eat it. Yeah. If that doesn't count for multi use, I don't know what does. And
0: it freezes well too. Yep. Chopped it sure up, it does. freezes well. So.
1: Come on, adding it to gumbo. Listen now, what are we doing here?
0: Here, let me do it. Listen now. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that was it. That moment,
1: it. the moment when I am reminded of who I really am. Oh, it stings. <laughs> Very well done.
0: <laughs> oh, look, look, look. All right. So we've given you, like, I mean, between last episode and this episode, your garden. You need to change the name of it to multi-use. Okay, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. is multi-use. Everything is good. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, everybody? Stay cool. Become a patron if you'd like. We would love to have your support. We literally run the show off of our patrons. Thank you so much if you are one. Thank you so much if you're considering being one. And thank you so much for listening. We love you all. More importantly, start your damn gardens. You're running out of time. Not really. There's plenty of time. But go start a garden. Stick your finger in the soil.
1: I love the okra lovers more. I'm, I'm, I'm picking,
0: right? So rude. So rude. I'm non-discriminate ya, who I see love. See ya, see ya, We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV.
1: Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardenSTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens.
0: Now don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world people
1: have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.